Uh, yeah, we're rolling. <laughs> Doesn't need to be that loud, Deji. God. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? My name is Armand Vakili, and I would like to welcome you. Let's try that one more time. Here we go. What episode is this? Eight. What's going on, everybody? My name is Armand Vakili, and I would like to welcome you to episode eight of the hashtag everything money show where we talk about everything that has to do with money. Uh, today's episode I'm really excited about because it's actually one of my favorite topics because um, I used to work in banking, like I used to actually work retail banking. And uh, when I learned this information is when I started making the switch in my career and the business model that I was gonna pursue when I was in finance. And so we're gonna talk about how banks make money. And uh, there are some of the things that I'm gonna share with you that are going to be super obvious with you. Um, and you're going to be like, duh, that makes total sense and I already knew that. And there's going to be a few things that I'm willing to bet nobody or very, very, very few for percentage of people um, know. And I don't think it's anybody really shares this information and broadcasts this information. So it's an exciting episode for me. I really like it. And one of the reasons why I want to tell you why, like how banks make money is because one of the strategies that I'm going to share with you about what banks do to make money is something that's actually available to you directly as the consumer or as any business of any size that you can actually leverage that same exact strategy that the bank is using any bank bank of america chase whatever it may be they're using these uh strategies to actually make money so the first piece of it obviously is fees and premiums right so overdraft fees new account opening fees or whatever, whatever fee that would attach to whatever service they're giving you. So that's one uh, part of it. There's the fee income side of it. And I think overdraft fees is actually like one of the biggest pieces of that. Um, we would make a killing in overdraft fees. So that's the one side of it. Then the other side is insurance premium. So certain banks actually do sell life insurance and uh, maybe some other types of insurance, just depends on which, the bank, which bank it is. Um, and so they will collect insurance premium uh, money and make money that way through the actual collection of the premiums um, So that's one side of it the other side that's not as obvious and Or you may not have thought about it is what they do with the money that you put in your account. So they legally they can't do anything with the money that's inside a checking account because Unless it's an interest-bearing checking account a zero interest non-interest-bearing checking account They can't use that money to go and do other things technically they're not supposed to but they're not allowed to use the money that's sitting inside a checking account the money that's sitting inside any interest bearing account can be used for whatever they necessarily deem you know appropriate for them and uh, specifically the money that's put inside of bank CDs because they get locked up for a certain period of time and so for the amount of five years that you're gonna lock up your money in that CD, the bank can do whatever they want with that money in the next five years, as long as they pay you your half a percent, as long as they pay you your 1%, they can do whatever they want with that money. One of the things that they do, obviously, is I'll go take in this guy's 10,000, and I'll lend it to this guy, and I'll charge him 20% as a credit card, and I'll pay him 3%, or not even 3%, what am I saying, like 1%, if you're lucky right now, and so you put your money here, you're getting 1%. I'm charging 20% from this guy. The spread is 19%. I just made 19% on free money that was available to me. Same thing could be done with a line of credit, could be done with any, any other lending product is what they do. Then the other piece of it is that, again, so dependent on how much money is in there, dependent on how long it's been locked in that account, 
and all of their reserves and everything that they have, they'll choose to play with the money in the uh, example of investing the money. So whether they'll invest it into markets, whether they'll invest it into, um, phone is ringing, excuse me, pardon me. Um, whether they'll invest it into markets, whether they'll invest it into real estate, whether they'll invest it into individual businesses, whatever it may be, they'll go ahead and invest that money. And then the very last part of it is putting it inside fixed annuities, right? So fixed annuities are kind of like the, the products that uh, they've existed for thousands of years because they have this, uh, it's, a, it's an insurance product that's offered only through insurance companies that offers a guarantee on your assets. And this is on paper that says dollar for dollar. So there is no FDIC situation that you're capped at 250,000 or the, I think half a million possibly that might be coming with the securities uh, insurances or the coverage protection, the SIPC information. So I, it, there's dollar for dollar. You have a million in there, we're gonna guarantee you that million. If you have 10 million in there, we'll guarantee you that 10 million. And obviously you have to go through specific underwriting with, with each uh, insurance company to figure out um, what, uh, what your cap is going to be of how much they'll actually guarantee for you. But if they guarantee that 10 million, what's gonna happen is that if I give you an insurance, if I give you an annuity contract that has a 10 year period on it, that says we're gonna give you a 10 year surrender period, that says it's similar to putting your money inside a CD, a bank CD, that for 10 years you can't touch it, right? So you put it in there for 10 years, but in the same way that the bank CD would only pay you 1%, the annuity is gonna pay you three or 4%. And so this is a fixed interest rate, and it's fully dependent on which company you're with, full disclosure, not every company is gonna offer 3%, not every company is gonna offer 4%, but you will find annuity, fixed annuity rates that are higher than bank CD rates. That's just a given, and I'm so confident in saying that I'm willing to guarantee it that you will find fixed annuity rates that are going to be higher rate of return than CDs. And that's like money in the bank, okay? Because it's guaranteed rates, right? So you put your money inside your bank CD, you're getting 1%. If they get 2% at an annuity, that's 100% gain on that money, right? And if they get 5% on an annuity, that's a thousand percent, thousand percent, 500 percent, 500% gain. I don't know, I don't know where I got that number. That was really bad math, but just really ridiculous amounts of gains, right? Is what's happening. And it's a fixed interest rate. Now, fixed annuities, and there's also another version of it called indexed annuities. And we're going to talk in great detail about this specific product because it's one of my favorite products, obviously, because we actually sell it through our uh, consulting services and through our agency. So uh, it's one of my favorite products, but fixed annuities, it's fully available to every single consumer and you can go directly get it yourself. You don't even have to go through my agency. You can call a bunch of different insurance companies and shop around and say, hey, what's your fixed annuity rate and what are your terms and you know, so on and so forth. You could do all of that, right? Um, the one thing, the issue with that philosophy is that because of the fact that you're not licensed and you don't know any better, when you call up the insurance company, they're going to give you the most expensive annuity that they have. So they'll say, yeah, this one gives you, you know, 5%, but they're not going to fully really sit there and detail out that there's another one that may not give you 5% or it still does give you 5%, but because of the fact that it doesn't have this little feature on it, it's way cheaper. So, and there's no fees associated with it, whatever it may be. So it's a, 
you know, it, it, you can shop around for sure yourself. I would just highly recommend having a licensed agent do it for you, especially if you don't have to pay the licensed agent, right? So we don't take any fees from our clientele. You, there are no broker fees that you're going to be paying us. We get all of our money strictly and directly from the insurance companies that we will be dealing with. So we don't charge the client any money. And so you can get an, a, you can get somebody who is knowledgeable and experienced to do all of the shopping for you, find the top three for your specific unique situation, and then present that to you, explain all of the details about it so you know full and well what you're getting and what you're actually buying. And then you can make a confident decision about actually investing your money or putting your money inside a guaranteed growth account similar to that. So um, we'd be more than happy to help you with that. I'm pretty sure that in the video below or in the description section below, there's going to be a link to requesting a financial analysis or a financial strategy session with one of our licensed advisors. And you can take advantage of that. It's totally free, no obligation. I kind of just spit. I don't know if you saw that. I spit out. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be obvious on camera. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I get excited about these things. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so you can definitely request that and we'll talk to you. There's no obligation to do business. There's absolutely no obligation to buy anything from us. And you can take the information and go give it to another advisor if you want to. I would be really butthurt if you did that because I want you to buy it from me. But you can do that. You can do that. Um, so that was episode eight of the hashtag everything money show how banks make money this was transformational information when i was coming up in finance and it's just something that i think is good for everybody to know because you will need to transact with a bank at some point in your life and career if you haven't done so already so it's just good to know how they work and what the options are so that you go you don't lock yourself in a, an agreement with a bank that's not beneficial for you so all of that being said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please subscribe to the channel, comment, like the video. I really, really do want to read your comments. So please comment, leave questions, whatever it may be. If you need clarification on something, please let me know. It would be more than a pleasure for me to answer all of those questions for you. And we'll see you in the next episode. My name is Armand. This is hashtag everything money. Right after this video is over, you're going to see all of my social accounts. So if you want to follow me directly and just connect with me personally, you're more than welcome to do that. My biggest thing that I'm trying to promote right now is Snapchat. So please, please make sure that you follow me on Snapchat. If you don't have Snapchat, you got to figure it out. It's the best thing since sliced bread and peanut butter and jelly combined. Yeah, it's real, for real. So I'll see you guys next episode.